Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Well, it's time for the show that keeps you in the know where we keep it real and true as we do what we do. You're listening to Talking with T, and this is Tanisha Baker bringing you the latest of the greatest in trending news, noted interviews, rising artists, and much more. I am thrilled to kick off this first show of September as we head toward the fall season. September is recognized for several month-long observations. It is Baby Safety Month, the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month, National Self-Improvement Month, National Suicide Prevention Month, National Classical Music Month, and a few more. The birthstone of this month is the Sapphire, and we celebrate the birthdays of Virgos and Libras. It's September 5th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Michael Keaton, Raquel Welch, basketball player Lance Stevenson, and actor Thomas Ford from the hit TV sitcom Martin. Today on the national calendar is celebrated as Labor Day. This holiday is always celebrated on the first Monday of September. Labor Day was created by the labor movement in honor of the social and economic achievements of American workers. It is a yearly national tribute to the contributions workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and well-being of our country. Many people are granted this day off from work. If you're in this fortunate number, enjoy your break and be safe. There are some additional things acknowledged on this day on the national calendar, and one is Be Late for Something Day, which always falls on the 5th of the month in September. This year, it happens to fall on Labor Day, when many of us don't have to get up early anyway. If you are a regular listener of Talking With Tea, you know that each month we highlight a theme. The theme this month is Slay It in September. To slay is a trending popular slang term that can be defined as accomplishing something amazing, dominating something, or succeeding in making your presence known or to be impressive. This month, we're going to focus on doing all of this. I dare you to step in a room with confidence and competence. Being confident is a primary ingredient for success. You must first believe in yourself and then you can slay the day. Tackle your task with fierce determination. I also challenge you to send me pictures or call in and share how you or someone you know slays it in September. I'll be on the lookout to share those that slay each day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm going to hop right into our happy highlights. My first story is about a Polish track and field Olympian, Pieter Malakowski, who won 11 medals in Rio. Although he won the silver medal instead of the gold he was shooting for in the discus competition, what he did with the medal increased its value beyond belief. A mother of a three-year-old with an aggressive eye cancer had contacted him needing $126,000 for surgery. Malakowski announced that he would auction off his silver medal to raise money for the surgery. At the time of me reading the article, a third of the cost for the surgery had already been raised through Malakowski's fundraising efforts. He says that his silver medal today is worth much more than when he won it. The next story in our happy highlights quickly went viral 
when Florida State wide receiver Travis Rudolph visited a middle school and noticed a student eating lunch by himself. Rudolph decided to stop and have a couple of slices of pizza with the boy without knowing the impact of this simple act of kindness. The young boy is autistic and his mother often worried about him. When she would ask him who he ate lunch with, most often the answer was nobody. These were the days she would feel sad for him. When someone at the school noticed Rudolph eating lunch with the boy, they sent his mother the pictures, which brought her to tears of joy. She said this was the one day she didn't have to worry about her sweet boy eating lunch alone because on that day, he sat across from a hero. I encourage you to go and read the link to the full article on my website, www.talkingwitht.com under today's show. It is very moving and again, speaks to the power of kindness. As you may know, Talking With T now has a call-in number that allows more people to join in the conversations and create a dialogue about trending topics or issues. At this time, I would like to share a couple of call-ins with the word to be heard on Talking With T. Last week, we had a moving interview with the family of Dennis Lowry, a mentally challenged man who was convicted of robbing an elderly man of $26,000. The media reported that he was a gang member and the community spoke out against the labeling of Lowry. You will have to go back and listen to last week's show for the full story. But the family and community were upset at the fact that Dennis's mental health was not considered and that he has never been affiliated with a gang or gang activity. I shared a caller last week and I have another caller who called in this week to share their support of Dennis Lowry. Talking with T, this is uh, Wire Production, uh, a.k.a. Yvette Rice. I'm calling uh, about the interview with Miss Lowry, Dennis Lowry's uh, mother. I know them very well. Grew up with Dennis Lowry. We call him Lil D. Awesome man. What they're saying about him is not true. He's not in no gang. Um, Dennis used to come by my house all the time. I used to feed him. Yes, I recognized that uh, some things were going on with him mentally. Uh, he was trying to get medication. He was trying to get help. His parents were trying to help him. I know his grandfather and grandmother very well. Uh, they basically uh, was very good friends with my my parents. Uh, but uh, what they're doing to little Dennis is, is terrible. And it's almost the same thing that they're trying to do to all our black boys. But... Um, like I said, what you're saying about Lil Dennis is not true. You know, you had to know this young man. He's an awesome, awesome guy. Um, I think somebody slipped him a little something in his in his cocktail one day, and just it just blew his mind completely up. And he hadn't been the same since. But overall, he's an awesome kid, and he doesn't deserve what's going what's going on with him right now. This is why our production. Often on the show, we discuss the importance of informing our youth of their history and their legacy. Let's listen to what Crystal from Memphis had to say. Hi, T. This is Crystal from Memphis. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. As I've become older, one of the things that bother me just a little bit is our failure to pass a legacy of history, and knowledge on to our youngsters. When I think about all the history that I have personally seen 
I am struck by how little of it has made its way to the American history books. For example, I remember seeing on TV in the 50s the film footage of the attack dogs being unleashed on children and and students in Birmingham and Little Rock. Um, I remember Governor Wallace standing in the university doors. I remember the National Guardsmen being activated by President Eisenhower to desegregate the schools in Little Rock. I remember the information that came across the news about Brown versus Board of Education. And that was the first time I heard the name Thurgood Marshall. And the assassination of of President Kennedy, President Johnson signing the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And there is so much history that parents and grandparents have lived through that we really do need to share with our children. So I'm in the process of keeping a journal to make sure that my grandchildren and their children get a first-hand account of what actually happened that they may never know from the history books. So at any rate, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I will be calling again. And again, thank you, T. Love you, darling. Bye-bye. Kiwi said I'll be right back with Monday Minute Quick Bits, Trending News, The Crazy Chronicles, and an interview with Mr. Damon Davis, who outed Trump surrogate Reverend Mark Burns on CNN for falsifying his biography. Back around, back so around. if you hating you my motivation 
If you hating, you my motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators. The state of sin had us victimized. But by his grace, we've been justified. Through his blood, we've been given life. And when we die, we'll be seated with the most high. That's right. Anointing, I need a double portion. Safe inside of his will. When the storm is coming, we ain't tripping, but the world bugging. Living right in God's sight, that's a touchy subject. Motivation. You can say what you wanna say. Say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. But if you hating, you my motivation. My motivation. If you hating, you my motivation. Give me lemons, I make lemonade. I'm showing love when you give me hate. Uh, they talking fear, but I'm living faith. Born again every day, that's a clean slate. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can hate me if you wanna. Cause hating only, only made me stronger. And I ain't looking for no drama, but when it comes, I won't run. I'm suited up and on Trusting in the word of God. Uh, I'm turned up, ain't no turning off. And I put that on everything You wanna hate, you can hate while I do my thing You can say what you wanna say Say what you wanna say You can hate if you wanna hate Hate if you wanna but hate if you hating, you my motivation My motivation If you hating, you my motivation You can do what you wanna do Do what you wanna do But what you do will come back to you Come back around, back around So if you hating, you my motivation So let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits and Trending News. But first, let me welcome the know-it-all Professor Jay and top investigator P.I. Pam as the quick-witted duo offer insights on today's top stories. So I'm going to start with two veteran California corrections officers who are in critical condition as of Saturday when they were allegedly shot by a gang member visiting the Fresno County Jail. The suspect, Thong Bang, 37 years old, was also hospitalized with minor injuries after the incident. Vang is a known gang member who served 14 years in prison for multiple rape charges before he was released in 2014. The sheriff's office said he was at the jail to visit someone Saturday morning, and he became disgruntled when he was told that he could not cut lines. So one of my immediate thoughts is, the process of allowing a known gang member visit someone in the prison. I mean, there are so many things or liberties that are taken away from people, especially one who's a convicted rapist. And in the story, it said multiple times, so he had some felony charges. If we can take those liberties away, it would seem that possibly they might not be permitted to visit someone in prison. I don't know, just my random thoughts there. Well, clearly great minds think alike because that was the same thing that I was thinking of. And how is he going to get mad because he can't cut lines? Dude, you got all these other blemishes on your whole life, and what makes you think you get a VIP pass? And if you've been in jail for 14 years, why are you in such a rush anyway? I would be wanting to stay at the back of the line as long as I could. Yes, exactly. He should be used to uh, having to stand in line and, and wait his turn by now. Fourteen years—that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Of course, according to his charges, in my opinion, he could have done life, but that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna move on to Ramsey Order. Um, he remembers the day he filmed a police officer putting his friend Eric Garner in a chokehold. 
he filmed what is now one of the most viral videos of all time of police misconduct. Now he is going to face four years in prison, which is resulting from a plea deal related to a drug and gun charge he had in 2014. There, I guess he will no doubtly replay the video in his mind of Garner in the prohibited chokehold saying, I can't breathe 11 times before going limp. Garner had been approached by the police for selling loose cigarettes, if we can all remember that story. But Order feels he's been under police retaliation ever since he shared his video of the incident, but does not regret filming that incident on that day. I know it just, uh, I don't think he would uh, regret it. It just seems like he got a lot of backlash, you know, from the police and different people for even filming it. But any of us would have done that for our friends. It's a good thing that he did even though it didn't come out like everybody wanted it to, but still, you know, it put it out there. Because if he had enough, you know, then they wouldn't have had anything to go on. Right, and at least now we know the truth. Yes. Well, yes, there's there's one mother, Maribel Martinez, who faced a terrible ordeal, and she waited for her five-year-old son at JFK Airport, and he was not on the flight. She said that she thought he had been kidnapped and nearly lost her mind during the three hours it took to locate her missing son. So just so happens, her son was traveling jet blue and got mixed up with another unaccompanied child. Each child boarded a flight to the wrong destination. Each child was eventually routed to the correct place, but this is not stopping Martinez from pursuing legal action. I know, because when kids are, are underage, they are distinctly supposed to assign a person to stay with them at all times. There's no reason why they should have got on the wrong plane or got mixed up like that because they're supposed to assign someone to stay with them just for that mere fact. So I would be pissed too. It'd be, it'd yeah. be Pam Blue. Not fly with Pam Blue. It's probably a soul <laughs> plan, but. And I mean, do the airlines still give children the little name tags or whatever with their names and their destinations and whatnot? I know they used to do it back in the day, so. I'm going to sing a kid with that on. They're too worried about if you got some uh, too much lotion and too much uh, conditioner. <laughs> right, right. And I can't speak to that, but I do know that when they finally got everything sorted out, the, each child had the wrong information on them. One had, you know, the wrong passport. So it was just mixed up, mm -hmm. and it's a good thing that, because obviously they weren't watching them, that the children didn't end up in a dangerous situation. Because keep in mind, That's this little boy is five years old. Somebody's in trouble. Wait a minute. Yes, they five, are. five years old? Okay. Five. Five. Okay. I, I'm thinking that that's a bit too young to have a child to fly by himself on a flight. Right. Yeah. But they have these programs that allow you to do that. If you need to send your child somewhere, in this particular case, they were visiting and the mother had to come back and I can't remember where they were, but they were visiting and the mother had to come back to the United States to go to work and the child was spending the rest of his summer vacation with his family. And so then they were sending the child back with this process, evidently, that's in place for unaccompanied children. So I think it happens often, actually. Now, now I'm not comfortable with it, 5, 15, 25, whatever. But I guess there are people who find themselves in a situation where they need to 
slide child back or forth, and I don't know. But yeah, it, it seems young to me too. But nevertheless, if you open up the policy and allow people to do it, and you promise them certain protections or precautions, you gotta live up to that. It's true. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk about San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who continues to that's protest the treatment. It's your new boo. That's my new okay. boo. Okay, wait a minute. Let me just, please let me, (laughs) I cannot. All right. He continues to protest the treatment of people of color in this country. Some are adamantly against his stance and have gone as far as burning his jersey. Others disagree, but honor his right to free speech. And then there are some that support. There's even been a couple of NFL players that have actually joined him, and the debate continues. So with some very valid points being shared from those that agree, and those that oppose, I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So call area code 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170 and talk with T. Capram Nick, however, is serious about his position and puts his money where his mouth is as he has pledged $1 million to charities and community organizations that fight racism. Even after he refused to stand, they was even more hotter on 12 more biscuits with extra butter when he had on them pig socks with the police oh, yeah, on about them. That. I forgot about that. That's right. They, in fact, I believe they have threatened to boycott doing security at the football game. Yes, and then uh, they they was really angry. And then some other people, you know, another teammate did it, then um, some more people on different teams have done it as well. I refused to stand, so if we're going to, you know, if they want us to stand for it, then let's play the whole, let's play all the verses and see how people feel. And, so, mm, mm. I, I was just about to say this whole uh, scenario has brought to light what many of us did not even know about the verse where it speaks of slaves who lost their lives in the American Revolution. Uh and, you know, we've just been blindly singing the the first verse of the Star Spangled Banner for years and cheering and acting like, you know, woohoo, this is our national anthem, this is for our country, blah, blah, blah. But now, like I said, a uh, very interesting light has been shed on this particular national anthem that, you know, we've just sung with no real notice or any sort of education as to the other Verses that are in the the song, so right. I, I can't sit down. I can't sit down necessarily blame him or anybody else for refusing to stand. You know, now that you know, like now that like we know, people say, right? Like the old people say, when you know better, you do better. Right, exactly. And you can sing it any day you want to, Pam. Just not right now. But let me oh. just. <laughs> I was, I was afraid you were going to break out. What? I was going to break out. Lift every voice. All right. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. You know what? Let me just say this, and we're going to move on to the next story. I just want to share that about his socks. He distinctly said and referred to rogue cops, not all cops. And so to me, if all cops want to stand in protest, now this is my opinion, then they're agreeing with the actions of the road cops. So I think they need to be very careful before they jump to protest on this. And I do admire the military 
uh, veterans for Kaepernick who said that they defended this country's First Amendment right to freedom of speech. And although they may not agree, they at least respect and honor that. This is probably going to continue to go on for some time, so we'll update the listeners next week if anything else develops. All right, trending in the news is a story about Russell Cordier and his girlfriend, Colleen Hunt. They have formally been charged with murder after a hit-and-run killing Larnell Malik Bruce Jr. Now, apparently, Cordier is linked to the white supremacist group European Kindred. This group is considered to be one of the most feared white supremacist gangs in the Pacific Northwest. The events preceding this are described as follows. Bruce was at a 7-Eleven, charging his phone, and Cordier pulled up. Somehow, the two ended up in a verbal altercation, which turned physical when Cordier slammed the teen's head into the glass storefront window, breaking the glass. The girlfriend could be heard in the background saying, get him, baby, during the fight. Bruce was able to fight off Cordier by pulling out a machete and forcing Cordier to retreat to his vehicle, which was a red Jeep. Now then, the witnesses heard Hunt, that's the girlfriend, yell for him to run the victim over. Bruce tried to avoid the Jeep speeding towards him, but eventually the surveillance video shows that the Jeep accelerates toward Bruce, runs into him, and Bruce had suffered traumatic brain injury when the police arrived. Cordier admitted to making a conscious decision to run Bruce over, and this is being considered a hate crime. Wow. As it should be. Also trending in the news is a story about African-American preacher Reverend Mark Burns, one of Trump's most vocal supporters, who was recently outed by Damon Davis and reported by CNN anchor Victor Blackwell. Now, this South Carolina preacher, Mark Burns, who regularly introduces Trump at his campaign events, had listed on his church's website that, one, he had a Bachelor of Science degree and that he had served six years in the Army Reserve. Burns, however, has never been in the Army, and he was in the South Carolina National Guard, from which he was discharged in 2008. And then as far as his bachelor's degree, North Greenville University told CNN he only attended the school for one semester. Burns admitted that he did not finish his degree when CNN asked him about that as well. Now, as I said, Burns' trail of lies was exposed by Mr. Damon Davis, and I am very fortunate to have him on the show today after he was recently featured on CNN regarding his investigation of Burns. So welcome to the show, Damon. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. So I want you to share one um, with my listeners, the details that led you to uncovering the truth about Reverend Mark Burns, and then I would like to find out a little bit more about you. So let's just start with how you started uncovering the trail of lies. Yes, I would like to say that it was all my handiwork, but it's not. Um, we are a confederate confederacy of, of individuals within uh, the nine black Greek letter organizations that have come together to expose situations like this, because normally it leads to other heinous activity that these people are having. And in this particular instance, uh, the RNC was going on, and I, like so many other Republicans, was probably following along. And Okay, I'm going to put a pin in that. So yes. you're a Republican. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. 
and what happened here was a message came across the board uh, that I was tagged on on Facebook from one of our brothers that stated that, you know, someone just told him that this guy was a member of Cap Outside, and he was wondering if it was true. Um, that brother was Derek John Hanor, and I was promptly called to the to the investigation of this because this is what I do for our brothers. And we started looking into it. Instantly took a look at our roll call, and he's not listed on our roll call anywhere. So from there, we decided, okay, let me find out, number one, if he had even stated that he was a member. And lo and okay. behold, it took less than two minutes, and I'm looking at websites that he has in his possession that state, yes, he's a member of Cap Alpha Psi, and among other things that they stated. So okay. once I have the proof that you stated you're a member, Mm-hmm. And I can't find you on our roll. Now I need to go and see if there is something else that may have happened. You may have been dropped off the roll by mistake, not added to the roll by mistake, uh, did some type of illegal pledging process back in the years or so. All right. So place. you're you're going to go through due process, right? Definitely going through the due process to make sure that you can actually make this type of claim. And okay. I brought this to the attention of about 5,000 of our membership, a lot of them in South Carolina, and no one even knew who this guy was. Wow. Okay. So we looked to see what chapters could have been at the schools that he claimed to be at. We have no chapters at neither school that he says he attended. Um, So my next thing is, well, you can join in as an alumni member, so maybe that's the case. And no alumni chapter has record of him. Actually, no chapter in Kappa ever has ever had record of him even attending an informational meeting to learn about the fraternity to gain membership. So at that point, uh, we went from trying to find out if anybody knew you to asking you yourself if you had ever made this claim. And I reached out to his, his ministry and spoke to the secretary there. I believe her name's Vanessa. Okay. Asked her to get, have Pastor Burns get in contact with me and I asked her flat out right there, said, you know, is he a member of Kappa Alpha Psi? And she was like, yes, which led me to believe that you've literally been telling this to people over a serious amount of time. Then when I spoke with him and, you know, I spoke with him through text and he stated, no, I've never been a member. I I attempted a process uh, at this time or whatever. And we uncovered that that was untrue. He had never attempted to join. and. We knew he wasn't a member, and he stated he wasn't a member, but we knew he had stated online that he was. That allowed us to make what we call a purple alert flyer, kind of like a mugshot flyer, just in case other members run across this man. And that's what we made. I wasn't even looking at the fact that he was at the RNC. I didn't pay attention to that. Right. So your initial investigation really started with one lie, but obviously led or created a ripple effect that uncovered some other lies. So initially, it was just outing the fact that he had claimed to be a member of your fraternity, and that's Kappa Alpha Psi, am I correct? Yes, ma'am. And through due process, and you did due diligence as well, I must say, you determined that he wasn't, and so your group created the Purple Alert Flyer to let everyone know that, hey, he's a fraud. As far as yeah, I, mu- I must state because I- I've seen what's been written out there. We didn't come for him because of any political ties or anything else that he does. Right. If he thinks okay. he's the first celebrity to do this, he's not. <laughs> if he thinks he's the first political figure, he's definitely not. We we did de- we deal with this on a daily basis with two to three new people from 
that are perpetrating the fraud on Cap Alpha Psi, Alpha Phi Alpha, Omega Sci Fi. Omega Sci Fi has it on a daily basis. So basically, any of the Divine Nine. Okay. And so then what happened? Because I know it didn't stop there. Well, it didn't stop there. Um, actually, before he even got in contact with me, the secretary had told me that he stated that he would call me when he got off his flight. So I'm not quick to anger, but certain answers are very quick, and I get annoyed when you when you kind of postpone them. So I literally went to Twitter and asked him the exact same thing I asked his secretary to ask him. He didn't even have to call me. I just wanted to know what chapter you came from and what year you came into the fraternity. He wasn't answering and told her to tell me that he'd call me back. So I went to Twitter and said, this only takes a few seconds. This is not hard. Answer the question. What chapter did you join Cap Alpha Psi through and what year did you come in? That's when he finally contacted me via text to tell me he'd never been a member of Cap Alpha Psi. He didn't think that I would, that we had already had other situations in the mix if we found out that he was lying. So instantly we put that information out there with our little purple alert flyer. And our other frat brother, uh, Mark Lamont Hill saw it because I was tagging everybody. I, I needed everybody to see this. This is not right. And he took it and turned it into a whole nother level because unknown to me, he had told Mark he was at the RNC. Mark grabbed the flyer and he just went to another level with it because literally he had just talked to Pastor Burns at the RNC where Burns told him he was a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. Uh-oh. So not only had your secretary told me you, you were a member, not only did we see the website state that you were a member, there was another website as well that stated the exact same thing, but you just told a brother of the fraternity that you were a member of this organization. I think I surprised him when he saw that purple alert flyer. I didn't know he had just met you. And like I said, he, he, he started tweeting it, and it just took a mind of its own for that good 24 to 48 hours. And then we just left it on because, you know, there was nothing more that we needed to do. Uh, so, and, go ahead. I was just trying to figure out, because I no, know it still doesn't end there. Your intentions were to leave it alone at that time because your job was done as you saw it. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we had put All out right. the information that we needed to. Our membership would not be fooled by this guy. Um, and that's the main thing. This is really for our membership okay. uh, and, and other black Greeks that are out there. So you don't try to get something out of them or extra money or them thinking they're helping your cause because you're a black Greek. Okay. Well, a month passed <laughs> and literally, I want to say Wednesday of last week, Mark reached out through the group to find out who had the information on this guy. I told him I did. And he told me CNN wanted to speak to me. I didn't have my phone at the time, so I gave them my email, and we corresponded for a couple of minutes, and then they just stated, hey, would you like to come out here and let us do an interview? I have no problem. I'm only going to tell you the truth, so when do you need me to do it? I can I can do it. So the day they contacted me, the next day by noon, and I'm sorry, we talked for a few times through the night. The next day by noon, I was flying out to Atlanta. Oh, okay. And so that's the interview that I saw. And that if my listeners haven't seen, you can find under the link on today's show, and you can kind of see how this all unfolded on air, which is quite interesting. Yes, ma'am. Now, okay. to to kind of give a little more background on how we do things, when we find out that you're fraudulently claiming membership in any one of these organizations, 
we make these flyers, but we also do some things to it. We put a picture up there of you, an updated picture that we can find. We also list where you're located or where you may be located and where you're from because, you know, these are the circles that you're most known to, to, to go to. Okay. Uh, we will also list if you stated that you went to a college, hey, this is where you make, this is what you stated you went to school at because people know you, <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, somebody, um, somewhere, yeah. If you stated that you were in the military, we're going to state that as well. I'm a vet, and so is uh, quite a few of the admins for this group in in these organizations. So it's something that we need to know because we run across you and we run across people in different paths in life, and you know from from anywhere or anywhere, and that that's something that you need to know. If you've been claiming this false membership and you're in Dubai, you know I may not know at first. But if I look and see, oh, whoa, this guy was claiming that he was a member. He's not a member. and He was just trying to use some membership perks to get something out of me. Yeah, uh, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, members could possibly borrow money from other members. That, and, you know, things can go bad real quick. So, you know, it's, be- it's best to know someone's background as far as the organization goes. And that's literally where the kind of thing like this gets you caught up. And I would think it's indicative of your character because, Generally, if you're a liar, you're a liar. So by you uncovering that detail and that lie, of course, that caused others to question some of the other things he had said. And it looks like the majority of that is false. And uh, how often, well, you say that happens daily, but how often does the fact that you've uncovered someone who's lied about them being in a fraternity or sorority lead to uncovering additional lies? Well, it happens normally, I'll say, three out of five times. Mm, okay. And and, okay. And, when I say, and when I say that, three out of five times, at least three instances of this have become news reports. Okay. All right. So before we run out of time today, I want to find a little bit more about you. Where are you located? Located in Virginia Beach, Virginia, United States Navy veteran. And as as I stated before, I am a Republican. Um, but to give a little more on that, I am the Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman type. <laughs> okay. Can you, can you explain that to us a little bit? Um, yes. Um, I am for the freedom of my people and the fighting of my, of my people for freedom. I don't care who hijacked the Republican Party right now. Uh-huh. The Democratic Party was never for my people. I, I do agree with that, though we do have some of the better situations coming out of that. But, I'm for my people. I am for being an armed citizen in the United States of America. I am for respecting the ideals of of American citizenship. But don't confuse that with blindly following fools that call themselves Republicans. Glad you cleared that up for me. And actually, that's a whole nother interesting conversation. And I am hoping that you would be a regular um, guest or contributor. Let me say that. I think that's a better word. A contributor to the show because... A part of what I would hope to do is create a dialogue, and then that dialogue obviously needs to be, you know, a back-and-forth type of thing where we're listening to several sides of a story. And I can tell right now you're one to bring it. And so I'm hoping that you're going to continue to contribute some wisdom and help us see the flip side of a variety of topics that, that come out on Talking With T. But for now, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And all I can say is keep doing what you do. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. 
Well, I can't close without at least a couple of stories from the Crazy Chronicles. So let me start with police in Louisiana say a Mississippi man claims to be a sovereign citizen, and he says he is immune to being arrested. I was thinking, where they do that at? Like, anyway, but 54-year-old James Dahl-Webb, <laughs> 50-year-old James Dahl-Webb had several violations, including not having a driver's license, a license plate, or insurance. He's also been charged with resisting an officer. Instead of a license, he had a homemade, quote, constitutional protection travel identification card. Keep in mind this was homemade. This whole notion of sovereign citizens really is confusing a little bit. Uh, we talked about it previously on the show in the case of Corin Gaines. Now, remember that a sovereign citizen believes that the U.S. government does not have any legal jurisdiction over them. The FBI estimates that there are approximately 300,000 sovereign citizens in the U.S. Although many of these self-identified sovereign citizens are not violent, the FBI classifies them as domestic terrorists. Now, many of them do, however, file fraudulent liens and other paperwork against government officials, which has been labeled as paper terrorism. So this, so you can just make these uh, IDs at home. You can look online and see how to make them, and then no, I don't think you, you have to look. The, well, I don't think you have to look online. There's no formal process to this. They just don't honor any official documentation, Social security cards, voters registrations, driver's license, license tags, anything government issued. So they just pretty much do what they want. And I was surprised that the number three hundred thousand people walking around saying that they don't have to follow the law of the land. But uh, I, I just don't know about this. We had one a couple of years ago down here in Memphis who pretty much took up residence in a vacant house in one of the uh, very wealthy neighborhoods here in Memphis, and she claimed as a sovereign citizen the house belonged to her. And since nobody else was living there, she just politely moved herself in. Well, Needless to say, she was not there long. Wow. Okay. Well, our last story in the Crazy Chronicles is about reality star Stevie J from Love and Hip Hop. He apparently is heading to prison for, hold your seats, a million dollars in back child support. Now, he already has five kids with one more, we think, on the way from ex-girlfriend Jocelyn Hernandez. On Thursday, the show's producer announced that Stevie J would be heading to jail because of the child support ruling in which he unsuccessfully tried to file for deferred prosecution. Not Stevie, Jay. Not Stevie. Are you really that surprised? Stevie, you paid a Puerto Rican princess her money. She need her money. That baby didn't even hear yet. We're talking about really stemming from the 17 and 18-year-olds that he has. And so I don't know. I don't want to say it a lot because I don't want to offend anybody or misjudge anybody, but, you know, I... Just not a fan of deadbeat dads, period. But to be behind a million dollars, I mean, at what point? I think maybe he just gave up. Maybe somewhere around 300000 he said, you know what? I can't even catch up at this point, so I'll just give yeah, up. Well, I, don't, I don't know what happened. And it's crazy because it's not like he doesn't make money. He's a big-time producer. He has 
produced many hits over the years. So I'm not stop, sure. Stop. Wait, a, wait a minute, Pam. Wait a what? minute. What has he produced recently, though? But he done did, he did some Beyonce songs. He done did a whole lot of songs. He's he done something. We might, I don't know, but look, he's done something because his ruling was based on his income at that time, which was quite significant. And evidently the courts feel like he has the means to pay this, of course. He done been a producer on, on some hits. You wouldn't believe that Stevie J was on these hits unless you just happened to come across and look at it and be like, no, he didn't. And then to get on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, be acting a fool, him and Jose. So I'm not oh, understanding. Stop. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I just don't know what points. You know, I mean, okay, you get to a thousand, you get to five thousand. Like you said, you get to ten thousand, you get to three hundred thousand. Then you'd be like, you know what? I ain't even gonna pay this. I'm never gonna. Child support will come and find you. Don't care how old the kid is. The kid can be child support and student loan. They never yes, give they up. Would, they would crack you down. They never give up. They never give up. They would come to your funeral and be like, is somebody going to make this month payment? Because, you know, they died on the 15th. They do. On the front. Well, wow. now, here's, here's my question. Is Stevie J's child support woes about to be a nice little plot line in the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? I, for one, will be perched in front of my TV waiting to see what happens. It's all my ratchet shows, ratchet Mondays. Yes. I don't indulge, so I'll have to count on the two of you to report to me and the listeners what develops from all of this. But that's it for this bit. And, of course, I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right, now. All right. Be reminded, listeners, that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on trending topics or issues you may want to be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170. Again, that's area code 865-409-1170. Once you call, you'll receive instructions on how to proceed. Also make note that I am still looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Well, once again, we've come to an end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Currently, you can listen to Talking With T on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. Remember that new shows drop each Monday, and don't forget to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. I didn't learn to be quiet when I had an opinion. The reason they knew who I was is because I told them. Ursula Burns, Xerox Chairman and CEO. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.